Hey everyone, welcome to the Your Money Your Life podcast. We're at episode 173, I believe, 173 of the podcast. So every week before we even get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, also make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell and leave comments uh, on the YouTube page and we'll get right in to the episode. First and foremost, let's look at the market over the past week, it's been a little bit green. So the past week, we've gained about 1.32%. Um, we've also seen um, a few things in the market. The big theme of the market still is investors are gauging what is happening with the debt bill that just passed the House. So now we'll go over to the Senate, and I'm assuming it will be moved quickly through the Senate and go to the president's desk to be signed into law. And then we'll have a resolution on the debt the debt bill, which is something that we said, I've said along, all along, is that we'll get a resolution. We've done it the prior 80 instances. It always comes up and it gets passed. Um, you don't want to put the government at a grinding halt and not have the government be able to pay any bills. So this debt bill will put that at ease for the next two years. Um, and with that, I think the market's going to cheer that a little bit if it's not already priced in because we knew this was coming down the pipeline. Um, so the next thing, thing that investors are going to look forward to is the Federal Reserve's June 13th and 14th policy meeting, um, where I think they're going to have to pause at that point, meaning pause their rate hikes that we've been seeing, making debt more expensive. I think we'll get a pause. There's not enough data to pivot. There's definitely not enough data to pivot, meaning lower interest rates just yet. I think we'll have a pause at where we're at right now, uh, because if you saw the ADP data, that private payrolls, meaning jobs, they grew. Um, they grew more than economists expected in May. Uh, they came in at 278,000 against the 180,000 consensus, consensus estimate uh, from economists. So you're seeing still jobs heavily, heavily out there. Um, open payroll, open jobs um, are still, still prevalent, which means that the Fed will probably have more work to do on consumer spending. Um, and so pause is the most we get right now in the June meeting. And, and that's, that's what I expect is it, just more of a pause rather than anything else. Um, speaking of let's move more on to more numbers and more current events. Interesting. This is a buy the numbers, um, for what the debt deal means for student loans. So student loan payments are going to resume for up to the 45 million borrowers. Um, if this deal is passed, uh, a provision in the deal would end the pandemic pause on payments after eight extensions, three years, and two pre have presidents um, have prohibited future uh, pause extensions without an okay from Congress. So it'll restart the payments. Um, so borrowers will have to be prepared to start paying their different loan servicers. Um, the student Biden's student debt cancellation hasn't been affected by the proposed deal. That still remains in the hands of the Supreme Court, which is expected to issue a ruling in the coming weeks. So as you remember, there's two different things here, the student loan pause, which has been going on for more than three years. Um, and now with this new debt deal ceiling deal passing, the student loan payments will resume for federal borrowers. And then you have Biden's debt cancellation, student loan debt cancellation, that's still being kicked around in the Supreme Court. So you have those two things um, still, still at play. So by the numbers, the average uh, student loan balance thirty-seven thousand. Typical payments are two to three hundred payments a month, two hundred to three hundred dollar payments a month. Um, Thirty-eight uh, percent—that's a share of borrowers with at least one loan in deferment 
uh, pre-pandemic, um, and five billion, the monthly cause of a pause to the U.S. government. So the government was taking out a five billion dollar charge there for pausing, um, for pausing student loans for those over three years. That's a lot of money. So TikTok's creators' personal info, TikTok creators' personal info, like Social Security's, is being stored in China where employees can access it. Forbes has reported this. TikTok denies that, but the news could give lawmakers more fuel for a ban. We already saw that, I think it was Montana, a state that literally just banned TikTok. Um, and now they're saying that Social Security's are being stored in China. That's that's kind of um, worrisome. Um so yeah, that's something that's going to give a lot more fuel. And I think you see a few more states, especially conservative states, do a ban on TikTok. I, I, I just see that coming down the pipeline. So we'll have to watch out for it. So Succession, HBO, I don't know if any of you watch it. I loved it. There was four seasons. Um, the finale, the series finale was on this past Sunday. There was about 3 million people that watched it, which is a really, really strong number of people watching a finale show. Almost 3 million people. Great show, great series. It talked a lot about business. It had a lot of fun, business, thriller, drama. It was a really, really good series. So for those who haven't seen it, check it out. I'm not going to do a bunch of spoilers on it because um, that would ruin the show for you. In more news, this is another fact. The college enrollment rate for recent U.S. school grads fell to 62% from 66% pre-pandemic. I've seen this a lot. I think, I've, I've not only I've seen it, I've heard it a lot from people in faculty, people in academia. They're seeing, one, students be just a lot less interested in schooling, whether they think they just want to be entrepreneurs or they want to day trade or whatever. But most of the time you're seeing a lot of students have less interest in schooling. A lot of stuff is online now, so it's easier for them to be distracted by whatever they're doing. So there is a, a, a change pre-pandemic to post-pandemic in how kids are looking at schooling, how it's being um, affected, how it affects their their attention, and just in general, their interest in school, which um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. We'll have to see. Corporate price hikes are getting the side eye as greedflation trends stoke the, the inf inflate debate. So the greedflation debate, which is, and I can already know just from the, 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 the wording. So obviously we know inflation is stubbornly high, but some people are pointing fingers at corporate profits. So this idea is being dubbed profit-led inflation or excuseflation, greedflation, that some corporations are just hiking prices beyond what's needed to cover costs. So of course we know that the reason why there's inflation, right, is because the people we buy things from, whether retailers, grocery stores, any of those things, they're buying the, these products that we buy, buy from the wholesalers, from the original manufacturers, wholesalers. And if those people increase prices, then the corporations, of course, have to increase prices that passes down to us. But what people are saying is that they're increasing the prices way more than needed. If you look at the data, that's interesting. It could be, you know, it could be possible. If you look at inflation over the past couple of years, most items, we'll get to it later, 20, or 20 30, 25%, more than the stated numbers that we're seeing. So it is just, it's very possible that they are doing so and they blame it on, you know, inflation, but um, it's very possible that it's way, way more than needed um, in this, especially in this current time. So we talked about this earlier, but the House passed the debt deal. Um, and so 
it was a you know decisive bipartisan vote um, in the House, easily passed 314 votes to 117 votes. And again, it's going to go to the Senate. Um, June 5th is the date that we have to get things done. So things will be done this week um, before the government runs out of cash. Um, the deal will suspend the country's 31.4 trillion borrowing limit till January 2025. Um, and it's going to cut federal spending by 1.5 trillion over a decade. We'll see. Um, so yeah, the deal is getting done and it will be done this week, more than likely inked. Um, and yes, we talked about job openings and what it means right now, but the job vacancies that jumped to 10.1 million in April, the highest in three months. So it was over economists' expectations of a modest decline of job openings. So that's a running total, of course. The Labor Department job openings, Labor Turnover Survey showed that there was 1.8 available positions for each unemployed individual, which is also a three-month three month high. So we're still seeing a lot of production, a lot of job growth um, in the economy, which, again, is counterintuitive to what we're going to potentially see by the Fed. And that moves us to what the Fed will do in June. But they're likely going to pause, which has been our stance for a couple of months here, likely going to pause because they've seen a little bit on the inflation front, but not enough to pivot and I think a pause is what they've been signaling, and that's more than likely what we're going to see in June this month. Um, but we will have to wait and see. I, I think there's there's going to be more data that comes out, especially in the first half of the month. But that's the, our big stance is that there will be a pause um, come June meeting. And, and really, it's probably the, the area that they go. I thought this was interesting. Sean Diddy Combs is suing... Diageo, um, he's filed a lawsuit against business partner Diageo, accusing the spirits brand. So, of course, you don't know Diageo is like a spirits brand, like tequila, different vodka, uh, uh, all different brands underneath Diageo. And he's saying that the spirits giant uh, neglected their joint ventures and engaged in racial discrimination. Um, so his lawyers for Combs Wine Spirits claim that Ciroc Vodka and Delian Tequila, the two liquor brands that the companies co-own, are, views as, are viewed as blacked brands and inadequately marketed and distributed compared to their other celebrity spirits. Um, Casamigos, which um, is George Clooney's brand, um, it was acquired, uh, Casamigos was acquired from Di uh, by Diageo uh, from actor George Clooney in 2017. Um, and it was in 34.4% of retail shops in 2020, while Delion was just in 3.3%. Interesting. So he's pretty much claiming that Casamigos, or excuse me, that Diageo is bigging up and supporting other non-black brands, the one that he would be owning more than they're supporting and promoting, marketing his brand uh, that they co-own together um, and saying pretty much he's just getting slighted um, and it's hurting his business, uh, their joint business, to be honest. Um, Casamigos is a very popular tequila brand um that is is everywhere to, to be honest I and mean, you're right i haven't really seen his brands i've seen Ciroc around but that kind of faded i don't see i've never seen delian tequila around at all um so that that's quite interesting that he might have a play we'll see what happens the shakeout in court i know jay-z had a resolution on one of his business suits uh suing a big company as well um so we'll see how that resolution goes for but in the meantime we will go to questions of the week and our question of the week today is groceries or restaurants, where are most Americans spending their money? I'm, of course, going to do what I do and take a good guess on this one. 
I actually think gross, both both prices, uh, both have been hit hard by inflation. Um, I think groceries got hit harder. Um, so I think the bigger share is going to go there. And uh, I would say it's roughly 60, 40%. Um, and we're getting the answer. And that's actually restaurants. Okay, instead of asking where to want to eat, we should be asking where can we afford to eat instead, says the answer. And the answer is uh, restaurants. So Americans are spending more money on restaurants. Um, so this has changed over the years. But um, it's saying that the Americans are spending more money on groceries. Um, it's That's changed. Excuse me, more money on restaurants. But the data shows that it's changed multiple times over the years. Um, but right now, it's slightly edged towards um, restaurants. And I think that's also because groceries have gone up so much for some people that they just said, all right, I'd rather just go out to fast food place or a quasi fast food place and eat rather than buy groceries all the time, especially with the advent of different apps where you can also order. Um, all right. That's an interesting one. Another question. What percentage of Amazon reviews are potentially fake? Potentially fake. Oh, that's interesting. I would say like the first few right like someone just had to boost up their page they would probably do a fake one uh fake few reviews so i would say roughly 10 to 15 percent oh wow the answer is up to 42 percent 42 percent could be fake on amazon reviews that's unfortunate up to 42 percent that's roughly half of the views um an analysis found by a fraudulent review detection service fake spot uh, they they saw that about 42% were bogus. The company uses our AI to analyze billions of customer reviews. It detects fraudulent product reviews and 30 price sales in real time. And they saw a lot of these were generated by bots um, and different things of that nature. So crazy, crazy, 42%. I wouldn't have expected that. That's a lot of bot behavior. Uh, speaking of bots, there's a lot of talk right now still about AI and different things. We've seen NVIDIA, different stocks go surging on just, just this crazy Hype right now, and again, hype is is a, a, a word that I use in the sense of, yes, yeah, some of the technology and other things will be real, but um, looking at different valuations of companies that are growing off of hype, you just got to have see people be careful. That's when it gets to the murky waters that people aren't familiar with treading, to be honest. Um, so we'll see. We'll be watching that. Um, we'll also be watching the NBA Finals, which starts tonight. Um, I got a prediction. I'm going Denver in six. Uh, what the Heat's done has been crazy. I just think Denver's the, the better put together team in the sense of total team. Denver can score. They can play a little defense. Um, they're better team ball. The Heat, if they've shot the ball so well throughout the playoffs, if they shoot the ball, they don't shoot the ball. They just don't have enough offense. They don't shoot the ball well enough for the rest of this playoffs, uh, for the rest of the series, for this series, they, they won't be able to win because Denver's just going to keep, keep scoring. That's our prediction. We'll see where it lands. And we will be back here next week to talk more business, finance, and personal finance news. Talk soon.